calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's good, what's good? It's your boy Toby. You're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Tina Butterwolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the rebels who are shaping our culture. I'm your host, Josh Levine. This week, I'm sitting with Toby, whose new album, L'Esprit, is out on Magnetic Moon Records, which is the label from Rob Garza of Thievery Corporation. We have a really interesting discussion about what genres mean and, and what it's like for a new artist coming up today who's creating without genre as a guardrail. He's, he's a rapper, he's a rock musician, singer-songwriter. Uh, all of that and and it's interesting to hear him talk about how he puts all that together and where he draws those lines Um, we also talk about the upside and downside of the vulnerability and openness that's expected from from artists and creators today and that's definitely a big part of his music some of the challenges that go along with that Um, and we talk about his process for learning how to collaborate with his team and what things to let go of it's a great conversation I hope you'll enjoy it Let's get into it right now. Dude, I'm happy to connect you too. I'm, I've been learning about your music and following what you're doing. Looks like you got some really exciting things happening. So I'm excited to, to dig into it with you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, always, I always want to start at the beginning uh, do you remember the first record you ever bought for yourself? Ooh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was. It was. It's between two. It's either uh, now. That's what I call music. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I remember it very, very well. I was listening to it. Uh, what, on, what, what's on? What's on volume nineteen? Oh man, they had they had the this like really like sentimental black eyed peas song. Where's the love? Okay. Where is that? Yeah, it had that one. I think it had Feel Good Ink on it. Um, too. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So that was my first intro to The Killers. It's um, a good record. Great record. Great record. Um, and I mean, I'm blanking on. I think it had like some JT on there too. I I don't remember it super well, but those three always stood out because I'd mm-hmm. play on, on loop. Um, nice. I also had the SpongeBob SquarePants uh movie CD, which I think okay. bought for me. I didn't buy with my own money, but like when that movie came out, like 
I had that CD and <laughs> it was kind of tight. It had like the shins on it. Like I okay. think Strokes did a song, um, but wow. pick, take your pick, which one you'll use. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I remember when that, when that now compilation started, I was actually, uh, so a couple of friends of mine that started that series and um you know at the time i mean that's you know that's going back when compilations were such a big part of our our culture and how people discovered music right and and uh you know we didn't you know for a lot of people if especially if you weren't familiar with the genre or whatever right like you're learning about it through these compilations or you knew you know you knew once that you knew the justin timberlake song on there and then it introduced you to a whole bunch of new things and all that and um it's it's interesting that that you know think about that that the the role the compilations played back back in the day it was very it was very introductory so like yeah like you said like it it kind of like inspired me or nudged me to to um explore discographies because mm-hmm. like you said like uh, i found one song that i liked i didn't end up like going down the black eyed peas rabbit hole i'll admit but gorillas <laughs> definitely um, okay. So yeah, it, it it made me think about like how artists, you know, sometimes you only get one chance to grab a listener's ear with one song. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you gonna build your category or 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 your catalog rather, um, so that when they check you out, they'll like everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. No, that's really interesting, and and uh, so so that kind of set you on your journey. How did you, how'd you start making music? What was your first time on the mic? Oh, on the mic? I mean, I, I, I was, I was doing the regular thing. I, I played piano when I was a kid. I was in okay. a couple of bands in middle school, high school. Uh, I, I used to play the drums actually. Mm. Um, I picked up the mic when I was in high school and there was this kid who went to a different school who was like rapping, rapping, like, like he, he really wanted to be like a rapper, but uh, I didn't like his songs and I was kind of a goofball. So like <laughs> I wrote diss records. At the okay. I was, and I didn't even know him. Thinking back, it was really mean. It was really mean. It was like this kid with a dream and I'm like, I'm going to shit on your dream and I'm going <laughs> to prove that rapping is easy. I've never right? done it before. So I did that and we went back and forth. It was a cute little thing. Like, people got involved and excited it's like oh when are you gonna drop the next this thing um but i think in the middle of that i realized i really loved it 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 combined like all the poetry and writing and and literature stuff that i'm super into and gave it kind of like a musical outlet so nice yeah i mean that's interesting that uh you know this culture you know battle culture is such a big part of hip-hop i think in in some ways it's, um, you know, I, I think in some ways it's what's driven hip hop to be so dominant uh, is that people are always trying to outdo each other in a way that's that's a little bit different than other genres. I think, you know, there were quiet rivalries more so in, in rock or jazz or whatever, right? But this is like two people really going at each other. Um, and it, And I think, you know, there's, we've documented the downside to that, but there's also, I think, an upside to that, right? That it pushes people to, to do better and to evolve and progress in the art. Um, I wonder if there's any specific lessons you took from that experience, other than maybe like 
I don't know how to, you know, leave his kid alone. Uh, <laughs> he's just trying to do his thing. <laughs> um, I mean, eventually, eventually we, we, um, I think we buried the hatchet. I'm not, I'm not sure. It was, it was easily over 10 years ago, but I feel like there came a point where me and him talked it out and was like, Hey, this is fun and quirky, but like, I'm serious about this. And it seems like you're serious about this. So like, I wish you the best. Um, I think the main takeaway was I needed to get better fast. I I think in using him as kind of like the animus for, for my creativity, I realized that the person I'm in direct competition with really is myself. Mm. So rather than try to beat somebody else, I need to be like who I was yesterday and write sure. harder bars or more, more introspective shit. Like just like constantly challenge myself. I fell in love with the, with the challenge aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, that's a big lesson. If you can get that at, at that stage of your career, uh, that's huge. Um, so how do you use that now? How do you, how do you challenge yourself now? What does that look like? Sure. I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm not going to say like I mastered rapping, but uh, in rapping for as long as I've been rapping uh, 10 years, I I feel like there's just more that piques my interest now. Like I got really into singing and melody. I'm picking up instruments. I don't know if you see the guitar mm-hmm. there, but um, now I'm, I'm, I'm more focused on being a well-rounded musician. You know, rap rap was a tool in the in the toolbox in an arsenal and something that I love and it's something that I'm always going to incorporate and do. But I think just like staying true to my artistry and staying honest about like my my inclinations, that's involving more melodic elements, voice voice training, uh, uh, just like listening to different singers that I'm discovering and also loved in the past and seeing what works for them and applying it. Um, I think the challenge now is just more growth, more sure. expanded growth. Is that, I mean, I think there's a generational thing, you know, the, the, the generation that I came from, you know, rappers were rappers. They were not musicians. They didn't, you know, most of them, some exceptions, but most of them didn't consider themselves musicians in that same way. And it, and it was actually, you know, at, at some phases, it was actually looked down upon, like if you were too musical, right? Right. Um, obviously all that's gone now. Um, but I wonder for you, like, was there a, was there a, any tension in that decision? Was there a moment when you're like, am I a rapper? Am I a musician? Do, do I have to give something up in order to make that change? Oh, like, or, is like that, an, or is that just all behind us in culture? Um, so, so that's a really good point. I mean, especially when I started rapping, like 20, 2011, 2012, 2013, I had this purest, you know, Mm -hmm. mindset. I was very like, I I told myself, I was like 17. I was like, I'm not writing hooks. Like it's about the bars, 64 bar verses. Like that's (laughs) that's, that's what's true to me. That's true hip hop to me. That's right. Um, And I think really what, what helped me break out of that mentality was just exposure to different things, like finding that I was getting grumpy a lot of the times. And, and if I just like stopped, zoomed out and, and learned what to appreciate about different styles of music, I'd be benefiting myself more than just staying in a rut. Because especially at the time there was, I was surrounded by better rappers. I was surrounded by people who had been doing it for years longer than I I had. So trying to keep up 
with them and trying to to constantly subjugate myself to their metric was just making myself frustrated. So I think um, early on, I, I, I kind of ingrained in myself like, no, if you want to be good or, or better or the best, you have to be you have to set yourself apart and you need to, you need to be more open to experimentation and, 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 you know, diversifying, because if you try to do it like anybody other than yourself, you're going to, you're going to lose and you're going to feel bad. Hey guys, support our show by supporting our newest advertiser, Apple card. It's time to reboot your credit card with Apple card. Apple card gives you up to 3% daily cash back on everything you buy. It's real cash that never expires or loses value. Use it to grab a morning coffee or pay back a friend. Plus, there isn't a single fee. Apply now in the wallet app on your iPhone and start using it right away. Subject to credit approval, daily cash is available via an Apple Cash card or as a statement credit. See Apple Card customer agreement for terms and conditions. Apple Cash card is issued by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Variable APRs range from 13.24% to 24.24% based on credit worthiness rates as of August 1st, 2022. So when you're in that purest phase, who are you listening to? What were, what were some of your big influences? And was there someone who stands out to you as an influence as you were kind of moving out of that phase that like oh, inspired yeah. you? To- yeah. I mean, um, when I discovered hip hop, I, I discovered hip hop uh, with a, best friend of mine at the time he was just feeding me mf doom he was feeding me uh most deaf nas i was listening to illmatic just like on loop in high school um i discovered early kanye early jay a little bit afterwards and kanye obviously he was kind of towing the gap and 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 being a little more experimental with with the singing and whatnot um, but I think it was around, uh, when I found Childish Gambino, mm. he was, he was someone, and I I'll admit like his early stuff was rough, but at the time he was saying things and doing things that I didn't think you could get away with, yeah. you know, yeah. and he was being yeah. really, really open and really, really expressive and, and really, really like vulnerable too. Like he was doing a lot of vulnerable music. Um, so I think falling in love with that and falling in love with just like that, that understanding of artistry um, mm-hmm. on top of the fact that he was doing, you know, everything else with the acting and the writing and whatnot. Um, there was a lot of admiration there and there was a lot of like inspiration there. So that mm-hmm. was, that was, that was probably a time where I was like, no, nah, I gotta, it's okay to branch out and it's okay to set yourself apart and, and, and carve out your own lane. That's not going to look like anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to make this all about our age difference, but I do think like, you know, that's such an interesting, you know, change in hip hop. Uh, I think in culture, you know, in society, right? But, but specifically in hip hop is that idea of vulnerability, which, you know, for, for my generation and, and, you know, all of early hip hop, that was, it was not on the table. Round upon, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And and I think, you know, to some I've talked about it on this show before. I think to some extent, we weren't even aware of it just as humans, right? We weren't, you know, I'm growing up in the 80s, you know, I never woke up feeling like, oh, I'm sad, but I can't tell anybody I'm sad. You're just not even in tune with that going on in yourself. Right. You know what I mean? 
Um, and so, you know, I think it, it is definitely part of a bigger change, but also it helped to bring on that change, right? Because when, when Kanye, when Gambino, when, you know, famous people are, are expressing those types of emotions that becomes comfortable for everybody else, right? And that's, that's part of the, the power of music. Um, and, and obviously if we look at where we are now, you know, in society and music, that's all opened up, right? And we can be, you know, artists can be gay or straight or, or you know, uh, uh, you know, don't have to follow any rules, frankly. Yeah, they can just be how, honest. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, is there a downside to all that? If, you know, now and you're as you're making music. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that just because uh, I have made the conscious decision to talk about myself in a way that's a little more open or personal, um, it doesn't give them the the right or the inclination to familiarize themselves with me personally mm. like you can familiarize yourself with the experience because i don't i believe in unity through specificity i think the more specific you can be about something sure um, the, the higher the the likelihood that you'll strike or resonate with someone more deeply you know mm -hmm. we're not mm -hmm. all that different you know we all go to we we know all go to burger king or whatever like like there's like right. very specific things about our, our our lives like the minutia of our lives that um we can all relate to but um when you do stuff like that and you and you resonate like that um some people can't take it for what it is and and they 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 align themselves more with who you are or who or a version of themselves that they've created in their minds of who you are and and um for lack of a better word, they just like feel like they know you better than they actually do. Cause you know, like what I'm choosing to put in my music is what I'm choosing to put in my music. You know, there's things I'm holding back. There's things that I'm not saying. There's things, there's, there's details I'm leaving out. I'm, I'm still writing a story. I'm still trying to make engaging content. Um, but I think when it's, when it's, you know, a little more peeled back than like surface level, I got cars, I got money, I got, et cetera, which sure. I love that type of music. I love it. Um, but I, I don't know how to make it, it, you know, like that's just not my artistry. Um, okay. So when I when I do the things I do, it, it it hits and sometimes it hits people in a way that makes them feel like they they know me better than they actually do, you know, and it's not a huge downside, but it's something sure. that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the challenge of all anybody that's in the public eye right now right is is you know the veil to some extent has been lifted we expect to have access to our you know celebrities entertainers influencers 24 7 we expect to have this kind of like intimate relationship with them uh which is good and bad right there's you know you could probably profit off that in in certain ways that uh maybe people haven't been able to in the past but also uh, yeah, I totally get the downside to that of, you know, of having to always be on and having people feel like they know your life and they can, they can insert themselves into it whenever they want. Right. Yeah. It, it gets, it gets, uh, a little overwhelming at times I'm learning to manage it, but, but 
it happens, you know, like, like I, I have to remember that not everybody makes music and not everybody gets it. Sure. So, so when it hits them differently, I can't fault them for that because just like my background is different and my, yeah. you know, the way I move is different. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, in terms of how, you know, how this became a career for you, like, cause you're, you're in school, you're playing music, you're battling this dude, whatever. Um, was there a moment when, when you, you know, things, something broke through or you started to feel like, okay, this is, this is now a career. And was there like a plan come together or is it just like one foot in front of the other? Um, I would say the latter, honestly, I, I, I tried different things. I come from a very traditional family, so they really mm -hmm. wanted me to have like a job. Um, mm -hmm. So what, like, what kind of, what was the job? I mean, my mom always says I could have been like a lawyer. Okay. She was like really sad that I didn't want to do that. Um, uh, and I'm like, and I, I, I don't blame her. She just wanted me to have stability, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah of course. So she, that's the whole story. Um, but, but I think when I realized what I wanted to do, um, and, and how I wanted to do it, I just like deluded myself to thinking that there was nothing else that I could do like like I just told myself like look like nothing else makes you happy like literally nothing else makes you happy and not and not right. just like music but just like creativity and and executing on my own terms and and like writing and and you know creating worlds and creating universes and having music be a part of those universes like nothing mm -hmm. nothing else makes me happy nothing else fulfills me um so I never so saw the, that, the cliff. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I wonder, is, is that really delusion or, or is it necessary? Like I sometimes feel like, um, you know, being creative for a living is, is hard, right? And there's so many pitfalls and so many roadblocks. Um, that I think if you can really uh, uh, picture yourself doing something else, you probably should. That's an interesting take. Um, I think, I think, and this is a little fucked up, but I think it's delusion only if it doesn't work. Mm. You know, I, I, okay. I it, it's it's the it's the paradox of perpetual energy. You know, it's a self-sustaining thing. I think. Um, in at least for me, I honestly do know and understand that the things I want are well within my grasp. Like I just need, I like the same way a doctor goes through eight years of schooling to become a doctor. Like I'd have to put in my time and hours. I just don't know how many they are. You know, right. it's sure. a matter of time for me. I just need to keep doing it. And the second I feel like I don't want to do it or I can't do it is when the realization will set in that like, oh, hey, you deluded yourself mm. for X amount of time into thinking that this was you or, or thinking that this was what you were supposed to be. But until mm. that day comes, which I don't mm. think it ever will, I'm living in a I'm living in a reality as opposed to a delusion. Okay, I like that. Um, so what, what was the song? Was there a song that, that you put out that really connected and, and got, you know, made you feel like 
like that was a reality, not a delusion? Yeah, actually, um, it was it was kind of like in the midst of my like battle back and forth with this kid. Uh, I went through like a bad breakup um, and just like found out like a lot of stuff uh, mm-hmm. during that breakup. And I rapped over Little Things by Lily Allen, like the like the like the indie song, like the pop song. Mm-hmm. I just like found an instrumental and I wrote a song over it and um I I kind of did it all in one day my engineer was cool enough to just let me go in and do my thing and my friends told me that when they heard it they started crying because they didn't know what I was going through with all that and they and like the way I worded everything and and the way that like I like put those raw feelings because it was literally like the day of or the day after or whatever, those raw feelings into music Mm -hmm. um, and got that reaction. I was like, oh shit, this is more powerful. Like this isn't a joke. Like this isn't something that's like, it can be fun, but but I'm fucking with like serious, there are serious forces at play. Um, So I think that like realization and that that maturity kind of set in and was like, oh, okay, like, not only is there more to this, but you may be more tethered to it than you even realize. So like keep exploring that and and keep seeing how far that's gonna take you because there's power here. Like you have something that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Um, Let's talk about the the new project. So you have an album, L'Esprit. Yep. Um, And I thought it's really interesting that this is so, if I understand it's on Magnetic Moon Records, which yeah, is label. uh rob garza from thievery corporation it's his label um so tell me about that i'm, I'm a huge thievery fan i actually have uh eric hilton coming up in a couple of weeks on, on the sweet. show as well um and i've you know been loving those guys from day one um so i was excited to see that and, and i'm curious you know what it means being a rapper although i know you're more than that um but uh but you know tell me about the experience of working with rob on being on his label on kind of what that means for for your career and what you're doing absolutely uh rob's the homie first and foremost i I gotta shout him out um he he he's helped me more than i think he'll ever realize Mm. just like from the time he found me and up until now like we've been super tight uh and he's a friend too like he let me stay with him when i went up to san francisco like he's 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 a buddy for sure for sure for sure um working with him has been great working with the label has been great they're they're invested um and you know like they saw a talent in me that i feel like for a while i I had to kind of struggle to prove to people just because the industry saturated and you know rapper here is a rapper there but they really they really understood what i was going for they understood what i wanted to achieve like i think mm-hmm. goals were you know something that they that they could get down with and yeah it's been it's been pretty smooth like rob really cares uh he, he actually texted me the other day he's he was giving me a congrats and he said we're gonna you know hang out when he gets back or something nice yeah no he's he's a good friend and the label's filled with good really talented people so no complaints was there, was there something you said he he kind of found you or, or uh you know learned about you was there something you did 
to get oh, really? on his radar? Were you, were you? So, so yeah, I mean, the story basically is he works very closely with um, the producers of my album, Smile. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My best friends, I've known Ruben, there's a, du- a producer duo. I've known one of them for over 20 years and I've known the other one for 10 and he was my first producer engineer. Um, nice. So there's blood there, like we're, we're family. So he was working closely with them. He was always going over to the studio, which I was working out of as well. Uh, you know, kind of rubbing elbows. We'd order pizza, talk and stuff. I got to listen to early Garza demos um, nice. and just like chat and, and, and get cool. And then he was playing a festival uh, down in Mexico that got, I got invited to tag along with. And uh, the whole car ride there, uh, he was just like, we hang out all the time. I don't know your deal. Like, what's what's mm-hmm. good? Like, what what are you up to? I showed him some mm-hmm. demos, kind of told him my whole story. And he's like, this is this is tight. Give me a couple days. And true enough, true to his word, we get back to L.A. after the after the festival. And he's got this whole operation set up. I'm having meetings with with people that he's starting to label with. I'm showing nice. them stuff like one thing led to another that's cool yeah hey guys support our show by supporting our newest advertiser apple card it's time to reboot your credit card with apple card apple card gives you up to three percent daily cash back on everything you buy it's real cash that never expires or loses value use it to grab a morning coffee or pay back a friend plus there isn't a single fee apply now in the wallet app on your iphone and start using it right away Subject to credit approval, daily cash is available via an Apple Cash card or as a statement credit. See Apple Card customer agreement for terms and conditions. Apple Cash card is issued by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Variable APRs range from 13.24% to 24.24% based on credit worthiness. Rates as of August 1st, 2022. So far, I guess, you know, it's still a fairly early relationship. what have you learned from him so far? I mean, he's a guy who's kind of, to your point, he's built a career and a, and a life in music uh, that, you know, few people have done in terms of the longevity. Um, so what, what, are you, what are you learning from him so far? Oh, um, first and foremost, everything you do has got to be cool. Because <laughs> he's a cool dude. He, he yeah. just real snappy and, and he's got like, cool vibes to them so uh yeah i mean i mean presentation is important i think that's something that i i kind of forewent because i was so focused on the creation creativity but presentation is is definitely important um i've learned that like collaboration over over anything is is necessary like Mm -hmm. You can try to do it all on your own, but at the end of the day, someone's gonna need to touch what you're what you're what you're working on, um, and just like prioritizing and valuing your relationships. You know, I think keeping those solid is, mm-hmm. is definitely you know it, it doesn't hurt, and it's also just like better long run. Sure, nice. Um, just thinking about the the role that labels play, right? So you know, seeing an artist signed to Magnetic Moon as opposed to Def Jam or Cash Money or, right, like tells you something maybe about the artist or uh, uh, 
so I guess what what is the like how is that impacting where you're heading as an artist? Well, it's definitely um, there's a leverage there. I can't I can't deny that being a signed artist as opposed to being an unsigned artist. Sure, it comes with different comes with different perks and benefits. Um, that I love that they're they're boutique, and I love that that you know I'm a priority. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I get the same sort of eyes and attention over at Def Jam, uh, not sure. to knock Def Jam, but they're they're interested in development. They're interested in building the story, you know, and and starting from the ground up, and mm-hmm. and doing what it takes to like actually like, you know, put a newer artist on as opposed to like you should be famous already. You don't have thirty million TikToks, something, something, right. something. Like they're they're willing to do the work, so nice. It's 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 a benefit for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you were talking earlier about sort of, you know, your journey being you know kind of moving beyond being a rapper to thinking more broadly. You know, I always wonder about, um, you know, how how you think about genre. Right, like I think in some ways, kind of the old days of like this, you know, these sounds fit into this genre and and these ones don't, right? I think in some ways that was much easier. Right. Um, Cause you had pretty, you know, you had guardrails that, um, so, so I wonder when, you know, you're making music that, you know, d- sort of defies genre or, or incorporates multiple genres. I don't know, I, you know, I'm curious how you think about that. And like, how do you, what guardrails do you set for yourself then if it's not, you know, 808 sounds or, or whatever, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I have one hard and fast rule. Don't, don't touch country. No, <laughs> no, <Okay>. um, <laughs> I, 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 I've actually, I, I try not to think about genre at all i know it's like a a contentious debate amongst people who who fuck with music but like for me personally unless i have to talk about it in genre terms when i'm creating i don't think about genre i think about sound and i think um like cool maybe i'm rapping here but maybe it's like a salsa beat or something like does that make it a rap song or does that make it a salsa song if i focus on that too much then i'm going to put rules on myself that may compromise the product you know mm-hmm. so i think about sound and i think about um archiving and 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 pulling from from different archives so especially on the record like I needed I needed to tell a narrative. I needed to to move things along, and I needed to do so in a way that was most organic and true to the material. And I don't know if I could have done that with just rap songs. I don't know if I could have done that with just rock songs. You know, sure. like it, sure. it it all sprung from a well of like authentic inspiration. So on day by day uh the the reference for that was like lucid dreams by the late juice world and mm-hmm. i was like oh this is perfect like this is the same like story i'm trying to tell and and there's already like kind of like a template for it so like why not i just trust that and then 
yeah. you move on, you get like softer material, you get too fucking cocky. Like, like you just kind of, you just kind of play it by ear. And there's a bunch mm-hmm. of artists that I listened to that, that definitely showed me a bit how to do so and how to do it right. So I was fortunate in that regard. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I, I look, I think it's really interesting. I, I don't, I think we're in a time when all those rules are being rewritten. Right. And, and, you know, the music industry for a hundred something years was based on either radio formats or what section of the record store you were supposed to go to to find what you're going to like. Right. And, and, you know, in the physical, in that, in that record business, you had to pick one, right. Because you had to make things easier for, for consumers, for programmers, for all of that. Right. And now we don't have that. And I think, you know, it's interesting to hear you talk about, you know, you, you do have to give yourself some rules. Otherwise, you know, there's this infinity to pull from and you could kind of like never finish a project because, you know, you're always just exploring. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like cooking, like you, you wouldn't put hot sauce in a birthday cake, you know, you, you sure. follow, you follow what right. you can, but then you also, you got to mix it up. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so what is, you said there's a narrative to the, to the record. So tell me about that. What's the story and 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 how and and you know I'm sure I'm sure you re- recorded a lot of songs that aren't on the record uh, I assume and so how do you, you know tell me about that process of of shaping the narrative and deciding what fits and what doesn't absolutely um so so my my first art like creative background is writing um I was just like always writing like poems and stories and whatnot so of mm-hmm. course for my debut I wanted to includes some sort of like narrative and it follows it follows a lot of 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 events that are inspired by things that have happened to me but it also draws from things that have happened to people I know and love things that I've heard just like inclinations or or thoughts that I've you know had and pondered um and it's basically telling the story of someone who who doesn't honestly believe in himself and, and who's sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into like uh, a despair, so to speak, uh, which I think is super relatable. I think we've all had like those rock bottom spiral moments. Um, sure. But it's juxtaposed by uh, the, the, the voice. And that's where, that's where the line gets blurry because it is my actual grandma speaking on the record. Um, and it's, it, she's saying, really uplifting positive you know motivational things while all of this like downturn is taking place so it's kind of like if i get i don't know if this is on video but it's like i'm going down here and then she's keeping me up here um and and yeah it kind of all resolves in the end with this like declaration of 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 relatability like on I, i think the track itself is similar road it's like look like you're not alone here. I've done this myself. Like I've been here. Um, you're going to be okay. No matter how far down you went, like there's an up, you know, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not all down, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm leaving it a lot up to interpretation. The album means something real, like specific to me, but in having conversations about it, I'm realizing it means so much to so many other people that I'm just like, hands off about it you know i mean i think that's what great art is supposed to do right it's it's allows people to enter that world and 
and translate it into whatever it means for them. Um, Absolutely, I agree. Nice. Um, so, shift gears a little bit. I know you're also doing stand-up comedy. I watched some of it on your on your YouTube. Um, uh, tell me about those doing those two things. You know, music and comedy at the same time. I'm you know I'm curious. What do you learn? What are you learning from one that you're using in the other? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not that different. Uh, I, I I love I love getting this question because I feel like I get to blow the lid on, like whistle blow on 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 the <laughs> comedy and and music at the same time. But they're okay. not different, you know. Uh, performance is performance. Uh, you put a mic in my hand, I got to do something, right? Um, and and with comedy, timing is everything. I will say that like comedic timing and musical timing are, are have a lot to learn from each other, you know? Um, so with comedy- Give me, wait, give me an example. Sure, with, with comedy, you, you, gotta, you gotta set up a joke in such a way that acknowledges the spacing between your response and 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 the set and that setup itself you know like the punchline and setup um and in the in that like air in that like you know space between you have a captive audience they're waiting for you to say what you're gonna say so how does that translate over to music it it's the same thing like like a build up and a drop you have a captive audience waiting to hear what's going to happen so so um the choices you make in both situations, whether you fake them out, whether you you pop the balloon, whether you actually give them that release, like you're gonna have different effects and you're gonna have different, um, you're gonna have different reactions to those things. And just being cognizant of those possible reactions um, makes them very, very similar, you know? And also charisma, you gotta be a charismatic, per charismatic person if you wanna succeed on a stage. Sure. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, uh, I am curious. You're 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 doing comedy under the name Reggie B, and then music under the name Toby, right? Yep. Um, why why separate those two? Is there is there an upside or downside? Is is that something you thought about? It, it is. Um, so obviously Reggie B is just the name I go by. Um, mm -hmm. And I looked obviously at Donald Glover, Charlie Gambino was one of my, you know creative you know yep. stars so i saw the merit in that he could do really whatever he wanted uh as long as he made it easy for people to understand like if you go to a childish gambino show and he starts like acting you're gonna be a little thrown off even though it's the same person behind bowls sure. you know and yep. same, like i mean i i did see him in concert and he did a little bit of freestyle at the end but like right Donald Glover does stand up, you know, uh, or, right. or he acts and, and whatnot. So I thought segmenting it in that way would just make it easier for other people to under, understand. I could do either as both or mm -hmm. it makes sure. no difference to me. It's the same right. shit. No, that makes sense. I, I, I think it's so interesting. And we were talking about it earlier, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, but I, I think, you know, I, I'm fascinated that we have so much trouble understanding that music is is fictional right even when it's autobiographical it's yeah. always you know like you said before it's a version of yourself or it's a it's a narrative that you're putting out and we get that with actors we get that with you know 
we don't get that with musicians. We don't, it, it's so hard for us to understand that these lyrics that you're saying that you may or may not have even written is not just you speaking, you know, the literal truth of your life. Yeah. And we, have, we have such a hard time with that. And, and, and like I said, I do too, because I, you know, I see my favorite artists saying something or doing something that feels off character and I'm all mad about it. And yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. No, I totally hear you. I think, I think uh, there's a, there's a certain sanctity with which we hold musicians. For sure. Uh, and it's, it's kind of why like a lot of people get upset when they have opinions on the internet you know oh yeah totally yeah we hold them with we have a sanctity for them it's like you know right. you're this person you're supposed to be this person all the time so they're right. kind of just stuck in that in that yeah. so i like yeah. doing the reggie b stuff because it gives me a break yeah that's cool so you talked about gambino is is that are you following is there a model for what you're trying to do is it is it him or are there others that you look to for inspiration or, oh, or are you still, or is it still one foot in front of the other and kind of make it up as you go? I mean, I feel like at this point, uh, I'm a little too old to make it up. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta have a plan. But okay. um, Gambino, Gambino's North Star. Like I, 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 I don't, I'm not trying to copy or emulate or do sure. what he's doing, but yeah. he's the person that I've seen since I was 16 and in he was like 26 like i think he when when he was my age now essentially um make it work so in what he did and what he's doing there's definitely a lot to draw from while i write my own story um sure. but yeah there's him will smith obviously there's there's a bunch of actors who rap and a bunch of rappers who act and whatnot yeah um more than i think we care to name but you got to have a plan and and the plan for now is do it all at once make people comfortable with that i'm i'm gonna do everything at once so nice yeah so tell me about that what is what's the next year look like oh man i mean work has been good i'm 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 booking i'm playing shows i'm doing stand-up i'm writing i uh i actually got the chance to write for a sketch comedy series that uh, premiered on YouTube, which was awesome. So more more gigs like that. What's um, the, what's it called? Uh, I mostly blame myself. I'm in the second episode as a co-writer oh, okay. talent. Yeah, um, nice. And and yeah, I mean it, it, it's going to be. I don't want to say more of the same, but because the scale and the level are are going to increase, but it's kind of that it's, it's more of the same. It's more music. It's more acting. It's more standup. It's more yeah. writing. It's more, maybe I'll start directing. You never know. These opportunities kind of come up out of nowhere. So mm -hmm. definitely, that's definitely great. want to set myself up for tour. That's, that's a goal. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So um, you mentioned collaboration and I know, you know, we talked a little bit about the label, you know, we met through your publicist, um, you know, I saw in your, you know, on your Instagram, your manager, agent, you know, it was a big team yeah. <laughs> around you. Um, so tell me about that. Cause you know, one of the things that always fascinates me is I think when you're building a career like yours, you're the CEO, right. And you're thrust into running, building a business that is, you know, ultimately you're also the product, but you're also the, the one who runs this business and you got to, you know, surround yourself with the right people. We've heard all the horror stories of people who surround themselves with the wrong people. 
right. um, or, or how those relationships can suffer. So tell me about that, like uh, how you, you know, how you think about collaboration in that context and, and with that team and how you rely on them for certain things or don't. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, number one thing I look for uh, whenever I choose to work with anybody is is their care level. Uh, I learned I learned the hard way that when you work with people who might not care, that'll make everything else suffer because it's mm-hmm. shaky ground to depend on. It's it's unstable, just like feelings all around. Yeah. So more than anything, I I look for people who who care about what I'm doing, who know about what I'm doing and can like talk about it, you know, efficiently and, and who want to, to elevate it. Um, luckily I've found a team of people who do just that. Um, nice. and, and in regards to like being the product and being the, being the boss, my most recent, uh, you know, development that I I'm still admittedly still struggling with is learning to let go and trust in the ideas of people that, that aren't me. Um, that's difficult for anybody, especially when you're working with stuff that's super close to your heart, but, uh, they're there for a reason and, and they're competent and, and they're talented just like I like to think I am. So is there, is there something you can think of that that's been tough to let go of that you've had to, had to figure out how to do? A lot of it is the image stuff. A lot of it is the, you know, like, we gotta we gotta think about the presentation of this because I'm I'm a pretty easygoing dude. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm realistically I, I like my shit. In my like you're literally in my room right now. Like yeah, very easygoing dude. Um, yeah. and for me, the creativity and the artistry has always been forefront, like utmost. Like like I never felt like prioritizing the packaging of what I was mm-hmm. doing. You know, mm-hmm. I thought it would speak for itself, but that's mm-hmm. largely unrealistic. And I know that, like, I carry that within my heart before I got signed, I was working with that mentality and it was just because sure. it's saturated, you know, yeah. you got to stand out and you got to set yourself apart. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really, I'm glad you said that because I think it's a big challenge, right? And, and in the sense that, you know, you're hundred percent right. Image matters, presentation matters. Um, I like, you know, I believe there is no such thing as good music or good art. There's only the, the ones that speak to us and for everybody that's different. Right. And, and a lot of it is, is how it's presented to you and, and who you learn about it from and, and what, you know, the, sometimes the visual can catch your eye and then that's what draws you in. And now you're in this world and whatever. Right. Or you see somebody, you know, dressed a certain way or presenting themselves a certain way and you just relate to it so I think all that matters and at the same time kind of to your point it has to be presented it has to be honest to you yeah like you you can't you can't play a character that's too far away from who you really are and you know or that's not sustainable no Um, no no it becomes a workout every day and then you're gonna absolutely yeah so no, I, that's great. And, and that's actually, you know, the, I, I wish more artists would rely on their teams as they go through that process. Cause I think it's also really hard to do on your own. And maybe Madonna or there's, you know, there's the rare person who has this vision 
that's going to carry them for 50 years and they can figure it all out, you know, by themselves. Although I think she would say she's got, you know, the, t- the right team around her. Oh, I wouldn't well, be but, surprised, you know, like, yeah. here's the thing, like, uh, w- especially with the product itself, uh, artists are almost exclusively doing the heavy lifting there, you know, sure. whether yeah. or not they have their own writers or whatnot, like they're, they're the creative vision behind the mm-hmm. actual product. So to take that, exhausting you know labor and effort and to say all right now you got a concept all of this other marketing stuff that's just largely impossible man that's that's largely sure. impossible. there's Absolutely. always a different voice you know so yeah. yeah no i love that all right let me do a quick lightning round before i let you get out of here hit me um, what's your favorite city to travel to uh chicago used to be right. new york what what happened uh, I went to Chicago twice this year and I fell in love with it. Oh, okay. Chicago stepped up. New York didn't fall down. Yeah, it was that. It was that, literally. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, who's your favorite DJ? Favorite DJ? Ooh, uh, I want to say I'm blanking. I know so many DJs. I'm going to temp answer Questlove. I like how he spins. Questlove's dope. What's the last great book you read or listened to? Last great book uh, I read. Did I have to finish it or could I currently oh. be reading it? American Gods. Neil Gaiman is one of the greatest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. What movie do you think you've seen the most in your life? Hot Rod. Fucking oh, love shit. Hot Rod. I love Hot Rod so much. <laughs> nice. Um, who is somebody you've learned a lot from that you haven't met? Hmm. Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, Dominic Fike. Okay. I love, I love how he's handling his, his whole ordeal. Like he's, he's mastermind. I don't know anything about his ordeal. Tell me, oh, so, me so um, he, he finessed like a $4 million deal out of Columbia. Okay. With new project out while, nice. while he's kind of locked up. So like, I think that's super impressive and his handle and understanding of his art and his imagery. He's a phenomenal songwriter, like all across the board. He's, he's definitely someone to learn from for. Awesome. Um, Last one. If I worked for you, what's something I would hear you say over and over? Bet. (laughs) I said bet. All right. (laughs) Nice. Well, dude, thanks for doing this, man. It's so much fun talking with you. Um, Everybody listening, check out his free and check out the comedy and check out, you know, we'll be following everything you're doing. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that was Toby on Rebel Radio. Make sure you check out L'Esprit out on Magnetic Moon Records. Check out uh, his comedy under Reggie B on YouTube. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace. Peace.